list on that list from my list, it was only one player, and you know, it's the numbers. All the players that that I that I left off and that we left off, they had better numbers on other teams from Will to who was it? Elton Brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Even, even Bark. I mean, you know, hey. <laughs> Apologizing for the amount of time it's taken for me to get this next podcast up. While Aaron and Joey are working very hard at getting this product out, I was messing up on the edit. So I'll be picking up the pace on my side, and you'll be getting these podcasts a lot more frequently. We're trying to give you about two, three a week on average. With that being said, we're going to do our post game today for the. Uh, Philadelphia 76ers, a great team, great franchise. I think I like the 12 that we have. I think they'll be good going against any other 12 we have go up um, in this whole process. Speaking of the process, we will make a mention of Ben Simmons today, so I will try to keep that promise about, to you about every week mentioning Ben Simmons. And if we can't do that, we'll talk about Kyrie. But what's going on in the league? We're looking at the standings as of tonight. And I am glad to – oh, wait a minute. Hold on now. This can't be right. This can't – oh, no. Something's wrong with the NBA. At 6-9, and nine, the Kings are the 12th in the West. This can't be – oh, no. I I thought the Kings were going to be the best team in the – oh, oh. I'm sorry, Sacramento. I'm I'm so sorry. Well, uh, I, I – ish. I mean, them, them being so bad makes you feel almost as bad about the lake. Uh, I'm seriously serious, sad about this one. I I was not expecting the Lakers to just whip everybody's tail in the West. But I was hoping that they start off with that big home stretch. I think they played 12 games so far. It's uh, November 18th. I think they played 12 games at Staples Center, and they're finishing 8-8. Eight and eight. They got LeBron injured. I think he's coming back Friday night against the Celtics. And so far, oof, LA native, Mr. Westbrook has been very doing very Westbrookian things. Um, he's a great player. I think you're going to hear me say later here in the podcast that, well, not this particular episode, but later on in a subsequent episode, he's a better basketball player than he is point guard. And right now he's proven that. I think he's a great two, but I just don't know if he's supposed to be running at the one. Again, any NBA player um, worth his salt is going to be a better point guard than me. Um, you can count Manu Bowl on that one if you wanted to. But it's just not working out for us. 
It's tough. Yeah, it's tough. Eight and eight. Didn't see it. What I also didn't see was Staples Centers changing its name to Crypto.com. I, I didn't. I didn't get that. I mean, crypto. The name's weird. One. Two. I mean, cryptocurrency is something that's supposed to be hidden, right? And when you're doing something hidden. Something bad's going to happen eventually with crypto, and we're all going to be, like, kind of surprised, but not really surprised. I mean, crypto is what you use to sell drugs and buy human beings. It's not It's not for good things, and I don't know why we're ex- expecting this thing to work out. Uh, I, I hope no one really gets hurt from this crypto stuff, but we'll, we'll see. I'm an old man. I'm an old man. I like money that I can count, or at least know that a bank can hold on to. But... That's me. Anyway, let's go ahead and bring it into the Philadelphia 76ers with our post-game show. Um, Hoping that you like it. Hoping that you like it. It's pretty good, but I'm biased. All right, everybody. See you on the other side. back in this is going to be the uh players who we um found a spot for on our heart but not necessarily a spot for on our 12. joey would you care to go first on this one my choice obviously for this one is clearly my man the round mound of rebound Charles <laughs> Barkley. like i get it he got the mvp in, in phoenix i get it he went to the nba finals in phoenix the round mound of rebound played in philadelphia that to me, if he's in, when he's enshrined, is he in the Hall of Fame yet? He, he better be, yeah. Kobe yeah you know, what I'm like that's gotta be. It should be a Philly jersey if he's not. Like I have to go look that up. But my thing is like when I think of Charles Barkley, I don't think of Phoenix Charles Barkley. I don't think of Houston Charles Barkley. I think of Philadelphia Charles Barkley. I think of the round mound of rebound. That's the guy who I think of. Like I get it, he was still great in Phoenix, but. To me, his best years were in Philadelphia. I thought it was the obvious choice for the four spot. Clearly, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I got the number five. I'm good. I know they're going to, Jerry, going to make the right choice. You know, (laughs) pick my guy Barkley for the four spot. But no, Jerry picks Dolph Shays, who should have made it in over Doug Collins. But you know, I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna leave that alone, man. Do you I, Barkley, think Barkley was my do you guy. think Barkley got better after he played on the Olympic teams with the Olympics with the the train team? No. No, I think uh, I don't think anybody got better after that. I mean, if anybody benefited from it, it might have been Christian Leitner. <laughs> but I don't really think that those guys got better from that experience. I, I don't think whooping on sub subpar or inferior competition makes you better. You know, that's based that the dream team was probably the greatest team ever assembled. But uh, as far as making players better, they, I don't see how that made them better. That raised the profile of American basketball back up to the top. And it was a great spectacle. Um, but 
yeah, I don't see how that made any of those players better because at the end of the day, it was just a bunch. They were just whooping and everybody. I mean, it was it was literally like daddy done came to play with his sons who haven't even hit middle school yet. You know, it was like, you know, daddy's playing. It's like, oh, can I have your like? Can you? I mean, can you imagine? playing in the Olympics and the guy on the other side of the court is asking for your autograph. <laughs> like that's, that's at this point, it's not even competition. It's, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's like the ends of those games. It was like, and the crazy part is the American team had a team for the killers. Yeah. And they didn't care. They didn't care that you sucked. They didn't care that you had no business being on a court with them. They're out there trying to destroy you. Like Tony Kudos. Oh God! <laughs> Gordon and Pippen were so cold for that. Like, cool coach is like, man, what did I do? What did I do, man? Like, I, I didn't do anything to y'all. Enjoy the Pippen's like, yeah, we got you, buddy. We got you, buddy. Don't worry about this. Yeah, we gonna we got him. Yeah, but they, you know that's it's it to me it speaks it's a mentality thing, man. It's like I was just commenting on a friend's Facebook post today, Aaron. You know what I'm talking about about Kobe, and it's like Kobe would pick a guy up full court. And, you know, he would he would go just as hard on the defensive side of the ball against the best player and then come right back on offense. You know, and it's like those guys on that dream team on the very first, you know, the OG dream team, they were all killers. It was like they all wanted not just to beat you. They wanted to take your heart. Right. And and that's something that unfortunately, you know, I know it's probably just a, a cultural thing now, but these players, they don't really have that like. I get it. France is talented, but how did the U.S. team lose to France, man? It, you know, I it's it just to me. I, I thought some of it might have been that those squads have been together for the most part for four years, and our squads come in together every new every year. Like, let's put this guy together, let's put him a new coach, let's put some guys who haven't been on here yet, and it's you got to beat them at the team. You could, but, you could you could say, Kevin, go ahead, score eighty. Let's see what happens. But if you think about it, we don't have our best. We don't have Clay. We don't have Steph. We don't have LeBron. That makes a difference. I don't know if I want LeBron on that squad. What? I do. As a Laker fan, I don't want him on that squad. I think you like you're. I mean, old, yeah, okay. From tired, the you, need, you need the rest. I want I'm, I'm just saying the best in the NBA. I, I want guys who had enough time to rest for the season and get on. I'm not crazy about having KD on it. If you're talking about with enough rest, yeah, you can put LeBron on there. But if I'm thinking about for the for the Olympics as they go, I probably want to have LeBron play conservatively i don't want to play in that much i want some other guy playing and getting more um, reps for international ball you know my thing is i don't think it's so much the chemistry of these other teams i think that whole concept is somewhat overblown because most of these guys play international ball all over the world it's like they're not playing with their national team week in and week out and it's not it's, i mean look at france you got rudy gobert evan fournier frank nikilatina or whatever you pronounce his name <laughs> Uh, you know, who else is it? Oh, uh, Nick, Nick Batum, you know, it's like, you got guys that are, are good, solid players in the NBA. These guys aren't playing with France. You know, it's like, you, you got guys that play all over this. So I think the chemistry thing from playing together is a little bit overblown. I think to me, just not to go all deep off into it, but it's, it's kind of a, a systemic problem with how we play basketball in this country. It's too much ISO ball, two-man game, not enough team ball. Whereas when international play, these guys are moving the rock. And last time mm-hmm. I checked, five, it was, five is greater than two every single time. And yeah. these other teams, they play together, whereas, you know, American teams, we don't. 
You know, it's like get the two best players you can get on this team and then you get a bunch of role players around those guys and just everybody move out the way and let this guy do his thing because, oh, nobody can stick him. You know, and then when that guy is, is double or triple team, then he's going to kick it to the other guy and you're hoping that he gets you a bucket. You're hoping he can hit an open three, mm-hmm. you know, but with this team, I also feel like it's just poorly constructed. Like you have no, no legit big men. You got no guys, you know, that are really, really out here, you know, about the dirty work consistently on the floor. You can't just throw a bunch of stars on the court and expect to win games at right. this point, you know, because the international game, I don't feel like they've caught up because the talent is nowhere near what the, you know, the the talent is in the United States, but they do play a much better, more effective and efficient brand of basketball. And we, you know, than we do. And that's what hurts us, you know, in games like the one against France. Okay. I hear, I hear what you're saying, but I'm thinking about our squads that do play well. Usually there's a guy who's been there before with that squad who they keep going to for more buckets the next four four years later. Like Barkley led Dream Team in most points. He had like 18 points a game. He was the leader in points out of Jordan, Magic, everybody. And then he goes to the second squad in 96 or whatever, and he's one of the best players there. Um, Carmelo, I think his first year on was the same year LeBron went on that first year. Larry Brown, I think it was Larry Brown, didn't play them that much. But then when Carmelo comes back to second, Third, I think, you know, I think he went three times, maybe four times. He was the go-to guy. I, I think that our squads have their own culture, and, and, and at least what I've seen in our patterns is usually who's been there before. Oh, that guy, yeah, give him the ball. And, and some of that also goes to some of the younger guys deferring to that guy and say, "Hey, you, you go ahead, you take it, you got it, you're the man." Yeah, it, it, it's just team ball. Yeah, it's not there. And then again, I, I just feel like the teams are poorly constructed. You know, you got too many, you know, you got too many ISO guys. It's like mm-hmm. look, you, you need and it's not just you need guys that are willing to do the dirty work. It's like you need stars that are willing. Would, to do the dirty would work. you put in who's not a who would you put in to not be the ISO guys? And like I, I was just, I was just talking about like why is a guy like, and the only one that kind of came to mind when I was thinking about it was like, like a John Collins, Uh like, why is a guy like that? Who's a young, energetic player who, you know, who he can, he's, he's athletic. And, and, you know, it's like on this team, I think because of his, his youth and his, some of his inexperience, that's not necessarily a bad thing. You put him with a bunch of stars and he'll be more likely to accept the role where it's like, I'm not going to be a scorer. Like my job here, I'm going to go grab these rebounds. I'm going to mm-hmm. go block some shots. I'm going to run the floor. I'm going to catch a lob here and there. I'm going to set a pick. But my job is to be that that gritty little grinder, you know, you know, do the dirt guy. You know, just guys. And he's just one example. Mm-hmm. But, you, you know, like guys like that, that will come in and effectively do the dirty work. So you- I guess- so you want to see more glue guys, more distrib- yes. distribution yes. guys, more yes. I'll get the rebound. I'm not worried about anything else. Here, you can you Dame, take the shot. I'll set you up. Right. You need more, you need more. They need to me, they need more guys like like Draymond, but with size. Draymond, I'm sorry, he's a great player, but like KD said, you're a glue guy. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's like you you make everything work, but they need more size. Okay. They need guys that are, you know, because let's be honest, the best bigs in the league right now are international guys. Yeah. 
Giannis. Like, other than AD, you know, who who forgets he's AD, not KD sometimes. It's like, you know, other than him, your best bigs in the NBA are pretty much international players, you know, with, with Jokic yeah. and Gobert and Giannis. different ones. Yeah. Giannis, you know. And I, uh, Joe, I agree with you. If you're going to have a team, think about who you don't. You don't have your four. You got KD. You don't have Kyrie. You don't have Steph. You don't have LeBron. And you don't have AD. That's your four other best players that are American. Now, if you just got all the best players and you got those four players, okay, let's throw the ball out. We can run it. You could do your thing. Right. But when you have a squad like this, you got to put it together more strategically, like you're saying. But you got four guys from Kyrie, Clay, Steph, LeBron, and um, AD. AD. That's five American. That's your five best players. I think. I but, think. I think with, with with the guys that I'm on the team now, with the guys that I'm on the team now, they, <clears throat> they got more scores from what I've seen than shooters. You know, it's like you got to have shooters. Yeah. Like Steph is a shooter who can score. I, I just feel like you know, like like I was saying, like you got guys like Clay who who are legit shooters. KD is a legit shooter, but. You got guys like Dame. I love Dame Lillard, by the way, but Dame's not a shooter. He's a scorer. You know, that's there's a difference. Like, you get a guy like Sam. You wouldn't count Dame as a shooter. No, he's a scorer. Hmm. He, he's a scorer. Even like, with that range. Absolutely. He's a scorer, not a shooter. Like, when I think of shooters, I think of guys like Joe Harris in Brooklyn, Clay, you know, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, guys like that. Like, these dudes are pure, like, mm. Like a guy like Clay, barring injury, could probably be playing the NBA for 20 years just because his stroke is so legit. He can just, it's like if you open up a textbook on basketball and you turn to the chapter where it says shooting form, there's a picture of Clay Thompson. It's not even Steph. Like, I'm not saying he's a better shooter than Steph, but as far as textbook shooting goes, Clay is like textbook. Guys like those, those guys like that, Clay, Steph. Joe Harris, you know, different ones. Those guys are like pure shooters. Mm-hmm. Dane is a scorer who can shoot. Yeah, Coach he turned not- himself into a shooter. He saw the game going that direction, and he added that to his game. He's right. not a pure you, straight you, up. You say Dame? Dame. Okay, yeah, yeah, I agree with you on Dame. Dame, Dame is a scorer. It's, like, it's just like the same thing with, like, Kobe. I wouldn't call Kobe a shooter. Kobe's a scorer who can shoot, not a shooter who can score. Okay. You know, or just a pure shooter. Like to me, Clay is just the purest shooter. He's not even a scorer, in my opinion. As much as he scored like that one game where he had what 37 and a quarter, it's like that's just pure shooting. You know, it's like I think they said that whole game he took what less than 60 dribbles. Right. That's they, crazy. Yeah. Because all he did, he just pull up, whap, knock it down. Pure shot. That's all it is to it. He's not a you know, like Kyrie scorer who can shoot. You know, it's like these guys are not pure shooters per se, they're, but they're scorers who can shoot. I think one of the things is they got too many of the guys that are scorers. They need actual, legit, hardcore shooters. Mm. Joey, you already helped us um, with this segment with your first contribution about Chuck um, not being on squad. Anybody else you got who didn't make the squad who was in your heart? Um, you know, I, I looked at some guys – you know, I, I looked at guys like George McGinnis, um, 
Chet Walker. Uh, what about McGinnis stood out to you? you know, what was it about McGinnis? Um, I think I think with, with McGinnis, it kind of came down to um, him having better numbers elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Also, it's just kind of how the team shaped out. Right. You know, it, it was just, it was more or less like, okay, I'm going to, I'm not going to pick this guy over that guy, you okay. know? All right. So, but you know, there was a number, I even looked at Drew Holiday, you know, <laughs> you know, but it was like, you know, he had much better numbers in New Orleans than he had in, in Philly. So, um, yeah, you know. I understand. Aaron, who'd you got? Okay. I'm going to just say, Will, we mm-hmm. know he had better numbers at other, at other squads, but his numbers compared to the other big guys, that were on the team, like Joel and B, Moses Malone. He outplayed all those guys, but as we know, he had better numbers in another location. Right. And it's just that's what pretty much everybody, as you go down the list, a lot of them had similar numbers mm-hmm. and no real arguments and no real, you know, snubs. Like I was with you on Charles Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you know, it's just. It's just um, whoever pick it, it just it just fell that way. You know, Charles could have been on the team if Joe had that pick, he would have picked uh, Charles. But mm, sure, it, it didn't fall that way. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm gonna just pick Wilt for the sake of argument, just mm-hmm. because he had better numbers than all the other big guys on the team. But you know, he was better elsewhere. So, um, okay. Anybody else besides Wilt? Not really, just because of the the number situation and other teams. I'm gonna I'm just leave it there. But I know I only highlighted Wilt because he had better numbers than all the other big mans at that time. But he didn't play most of his career there. Mm-hmm. He has a retired jersey there. Right. Um, but it's you know I can't make too much of an argument for anybody else. Mm-hmm. I had um, a couple of players. Um, and it came to that ABA ABA deal, man. Uh, I had Ralph Simpson. Um, he had better. I had him had better numbers on the Rockets in the ABA in Denver. I had um, Larry Jones again, the best season in the ABA. Um, and then there's one player who I had who had a better um, better season with the Clippers, but might have the actual best name in the NBA. World B. <laughs> I, I mean, he's one of those guys where it's like I've always heard of his name, but I never looked up, you know, his stats or anything. Like, world be free. Who's this? It's like Metal World Peace's big brother. What's going on? <laughs> but uh, world be free. I gotta look up his numbers. I always hear him, but I hear older cats talk about the league. So I, I want to. That's the one guy I want to look up at. Look up some more. And just see what his stats were, and just hear, just hear about how he played. What, what did you learn about the 76ers? Are there interesting things you found out about their squad or things relating to their franchise? Uh, not a lot of guards. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, they had they had some great guards. I don't want to say that they didn't have guards, but you know, when you start looking at like Hall of Fame caliber, you mm-hmm. know mostly bigs man it was it was kind of like okay you know once you get past like ai and, and dr j and, and you know it was like okay who who are we going to put on this team 
you know, I had to start looking at all-star appearances and start looking at, you know, just uh, other criteria, you know, just straight numbers while they were in Philly, you know, who, you know, like my pick with Hersey Hawkins, you know, I, I'm pretty sure there are people that would have said, well, why'd you choose him? You know, Hersey, but you know, my thing was that Hersey had the numbers, you right. know, he right. was a shooter. He, he, you know, at, when you're putting together a team, you know, you want guys that can, you know, spread the court a little bit, you know, guys that can play. And I felt like he had that when he was in Philly, he had his best years there uh, statistically. Uh, I will always, you know, like Hersey Hawkins growing up. I remember when him and uh, Ricky Pierce played together, man, back in, in Seattle. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, but there there could be, you know, you could argue there are other players who should have gone there. Again, like, you know, obviously I'm not going to go keep going on about Dolph Shays over Barton. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I felt like um, – you know, for me, I, I did have Doug Collins on my list. He was one of the guys that, you know, I liked for this team. Um, I don't know. I don't think he should have made it. I think it should have been Barkley. And I think Dolph Shea should have had that last spot. But, you know, I'm not mad at, at Doug Collins. I, you know, he had he had the numbers. He had a good career in Philly. Played eight strong seasons there. Um, so it was a number of guys. Mutombo. That was another okay. guy I looked at. Uh, would you but, have put you would have put him on you? No, no, okay. I wouldn't have put him on there because I thought about it again. Because like back to you guys' point about the championships, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it was like he he made it to the finals with Philly, but I just it was like the numbers to me just it was just way better. I want to I want to talk about Matumbo more later. With yeah. You. But he just had better numbers mm -hmm. elsewhere, man. And, and it was to me, it was too significant mm -hmm. to consider him for Philly. Yeah. Especially, and, like I said, when you got guys like Moses Malone, right. Dolph Shays, right. even, even like Aaron's to his point about Wilt, you know, it's like, all right, you know, you got too many other guys here. And I, I can't in good conscience put Mutombo on that, on that list. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Aaron, what did you uh, learn or anything that, anything that surprised you or did you already know and just stood out? I think what shocked me was. If you look at this team, if you put them in a playoff situation, they can go one to nine. If you take our top one to nine, I think they're – we may see – they may be top ten. They may be top five to mm. – you know, they're a solid team I think can run with a lot of teams that we're going to put together. They would have been better. That You know, what would have actually made that top five better is uh, Charles Barkley. <laughs> Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But you put off shades there. No shade is but yeah. To the you know how Greer is he kind of back in the day, but I looked at his nickname. It was High Gear Greer. Uh, I would love to see, I would love to see his high game. Gear. Yeah, nice. they they said he's one of the first guys to use a crossover. Okay. He's one of the first guys to use a crossover. So he, he had a handle. He had a handle. Um my biggest Surprise. Uh, two things. Just going through the process was horrid. Going through all those players, it was like it was like Philly was the place for five years where NBA dreams go to die. Nobody, <laughs> <laughs> nobody was there. Like nobody got out of there alive except for like two guys. I think Grant in, in Detroit and um and one other player. I think I sent it to sending a text in the text to a uh, uh, text to Aaron. Like two guys got out of that process alive, except for Embiid and Simmons. And even Simmons, you're like, man, I hope he makes it, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> so, y'all see? Did y'all see the news about him maybe getting traded soon? I I I really hope it's for Dame. Ugh. As as as, as I want to see Dame and Embiid. Dame said, "I hope not, man. I like Dame too much. Don't send him to Philly." I I want to see him with Embiid. Embiid can go inside. You don't have to be worried about being outside because Simmons can't shoot. You know what? Look, look, man. Embiid and Nurkic, I mean, like, look, Embiid is clearly way better than Nurkic, right? right? But what's the difference? You got bigs in Portland. Are they Embiid caliber? Heck no. It's not even close. Right. But it's it's like, it's almost the same thing, you know? And so, so what are you doing? What are you really doing? You're trading in, you know, CJ, Nurkic, and some, you know, a few other guys for what, Embiid and Tobias Harris? No. I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm not convinced. I know some people are like, that's a lock to go to the finals out of the East or at least get to the Eastern Conference finals. I'm not I'm not sold on that, man. Like, I, I'm just not. I don't know how far we're going to playoffs. I don't know how far we're going to playoffs. But I would say if you have Dane in that fourth quarter of a close game, it's a world – of improvement over Simmons. And I like Simmons. It's just, it was that last game where I saw him get the ball and he didn't want to take that shot. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, my God. God. What's going on? It's in his head. Listen, man. How in the world? You 6'10", bro. 6'11". Right there. Just What are you doing? I don't don't know. I don't know. But it's, it's one of those things where you're looking at players and you're, you're saying, okay, out of, let's say, the top 300, out of top 300 people in the world who play basketball, you're one of the best, right, regular season. But when we get to the we get to the playoffs with nut-cutting time, it, it, the game just gets so – everything that you have is a flaw that was then only look, look so big during the regular season gets exposed in the playoffs. And it and it can really, it can really make you reevaluate players and say, man, is he just good or does he really need to add this? I think uh, like Booker, Booker, got, Booker took a summer out of UCLA, and um, Noah, who used to play at Chicago, he called, yeah, put a trap on Booker. Booker's like, what are you guys doing? I came here to get better. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember but, that. But after, but you see, after that though, his game gets better, right? So maybe Simmons just needs to have, you know, have no have no DM up there in the summer. <laughs> you know what, man? <laughs> you know, my thing is like what should have happened with Ben Simmons was Houston should have traded for him, or Philly should have traded him to Houston. That's what should have happened. The, the like, owner let that Mark, oh, what's his name? Uh uh out of Houston, the owner. He was not gonna trade Daryl. He was Listen. not going to give the Daryl, you know, Patino, whatever his name is. He was not going to give that guy. But you had, Listen, he's man, had I, um, Harden. So I watch, I watch a lot of UFC, right? Um, and the Fertitta brothers, the one of them that owns Houston, there's some very pride. Like, have you ever seen Dana White? Um, like the Fertitta brothers are not too far off. From <laughs> like, they're, they're birds in the circle. So it's like, you're not going to, it's like, you don't want to deal with Philly because uh, Daryl Morey and whatever right. else, and you're trying to shut him out. Right. But what did you get for James Harden? It would have been. It what did you been, get? 
it would have been nothing for this dude. Best possible deal. You Simmons would at least play regular season because he get a guy to about fifty wins, and he would have had him for another eight years. Lord willing, right? But pride, pride is pride. It's crazy to me, like how if if I'm the Rockets, I make that deal. Oh yeah, you make that deal in a heartbeat because, like you said, he's young, he's talented. He's a face that you yeah. can that, that you can, you know, brand and, and, and help help your team. And then because he doesn't want to shoot, which mm-hmm. is his biggest flaw and he can't shoot. It's like you got young guys around him that can do these things and then you can let him go into that t- situation and he can be a leader on that team. The team was built for Harden to either shoot a three or go inside and dish out. You already right. had a squad that Simmons could have ran with. He wasn't going right. to shoot outside. You had all the guys. Right. It, it just it to me, it's like you 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 cut off your nose to spite your face. Man. It's it's and then, and then what kills me? You trade Harden to New Jersey to Brooklyn. I'm sorry. You <laughs> I, I still Brooklyn. call Jersey. I still call Jersey. Right. You <laughs> trade him to Brooklyn. And then what do you even get? Like, I'm taking all of your young guys. I'm I want them all. Like, didn't I they want get, Jared. Didn't Allen. They get picks? What picks? I thought they had I thought they had a boat full of picks. It was them Oklahoma the, City, them in New Orleans. I would have taken the for sure things over some of those picks. Like you got Jared Allen, mm-hmm. you have Spencer Dinwiddie, you got uh Karis Levert. It's like I would have taken what was it, Torian Prince? I'm, I want all of those dudes. They couldn't get them. And yes, they could. No, I tell you the numbers. No, because I because Jersey knew that Houston was thirsty to get rid of Harden for something, and they would have said no. I think Daryl would have said, "I want my guy back. Give me back Harden at all costs." They probably could have got Simmons and picks. From Here, the- here's the thing, though. That's the thing. None of those dudes are playing for Brooklyn now. Other than Dinwiddie, he's out of here. He's more than likely going to sign somewhere else this offseason. Yeah, I think he's so, a free agent. That's what I'm saying. So it's yeah, exactly because they were they were linking him possibly to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. So it's like my thing is if I'm Houston, give me all the young guys. I want all your young players, and I want some picks. Like James Harden is a top five guy in this league. You, I'm and I'm gonna trade him to you so you can create the super duper team with him. And and KD and Kyrie, man, get out of here. Give me all I, of them. I think I think you got a good point, but I think that when you have Harden dressing up in like four layers of sweatshirts, looking like you oh put on God. fifty that pounds, everybody everybody's looking at him like, do I really want that guy on my squad if he doesn't want right. here? He yeah. made it bad on them because yes, they should have traded him no. when they could have got Benson. But when he, he does that. Nobody's yeah. gonna say I want to bring that on. I don't want to bring an MVP who's be mad and put on weight and have yes, you do. whole yes, squad you do. see that. Yes, you do. AD is a prime example of that. Remember, that's all, folks. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's AD. And and what do we give up? We gave up the farm for that dude, yep. and we got a title out of it. Great. We accomplished what we set out to do. My thing is, yeah, you know, Harden wants to leave, but Harden's also under contract. So it's like, yeah, well, I'll, I'll deal with a disgruntled Harden before I give you the farm or, or you know what I'm saying, for, for nothing. But you're talking about it like a, like if you're the Houston GM and you got stents. You're not talking about it like you're the New Jersey GM and you're saying, I know I don't have to give that to you. <laughs> that's what but, you're but doing. Like we got to go for a barrel. We're that's not going to give it. If Houston demands it, then they're going to give it up because they want James Harden. And I guarantee KD was pushing for it. Mm-hmm. Katie ain't stupid. He knows Kyrie is unreliable. 
you know, and my thing is like, if I'm Houston, why, I don't care. Like what is, sometimes maybe it's just cause I'm not in this position, but I just can't help but think to myself, why on God's green earth do you let the player dictate to you where he's going and what he's going to do? I think he, I think you're underestimating the other general managers saying they're not going to do it. I think that's the, I think that's the other side. Um, if if, if, if I'm last, in Houston, Ben Simmons is, 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 is on my team and James Harden is going to Philly and that have been the end of that. Not to say I would I would have traded I would have traded him to Philly. I would have been happy with it. But one last thing, and then I want to um, give it time to wrap because um, Kim's going to kill us when he sees how long this is. The other thing that I was surprised by was how many players from the Warriors got traded back to Philly to play with the Sixers. Like Wilt, and I think a couple other guys did it. Like, right, like within that two-year span, after they left, a bunch of guys came back. That was a that stood out. This was an odd thing. That is our episode for the post game on the Philadelphia 76ers. I want to say thank you to Joseph Dillia, Aaron Covington, my two co-hosts. Um, special shout out to Kim Briscoe for consultation. Quentin Fields, helping us on the beat. You can find him on tracks with a Q, T-R-A-Q-Z, on SoundCloud. And a special shout out to the biggest Laker fan I know, Shannon Simmons, the biggest Laker fan I know. And my name is Jerry Jerome. The podcast is Put Me in the Game. What's next? I mean, okay, you could have so put, put Dr. J at the two and uh, then put Barkley at the three. I mean, I guess technically. I mean, even though he's really more of a four. I, I wouldn't have put Jay at two. Jay doesn't have the good outside. Jay doesn't have the good outside shot. I but think like, you have to put Jay like, at You're talking about like Wilt. Come on, man. Like Wilt is one of the best players to ever do it. Yeah. But not on Philly. Somewhere over here. Philly's not bad. It's just that he was so much better with the Warriors. Exactly. Right. And see that my that that little that kind of had me tripping because I don't understand. Like y'all really so y'all really didn't put Barkley in y'all top five. 
I had him on my snub list. I had him on my snub list. Oh my god! Just because. So so it it really didn't matter what I picked. If I would have had that last pick, it really didn't matter. Y'all still wasn't putting Barkley in there. Nope. So I I didn't put Barkley in the top five. He just wasn't gonna get in. Yep. Right. Oh my. (laughs) Oh my god. Are you guys serious? Wow. Yeah. 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 Wow. My hair. You got to be the end of the show. <laughs> That's it. This is going to be fun. Dude, you got to be kidding me. Like, y'all really, like, y'all really, uh, how does, yeah, I don't, I don't even want to speak on my last two. Dude. Dude. Uh, like, so basically, if I don't put Barkley in there, it's just he wasn't going to get in. Oh, Mark. I, I, I thought it was obvious. Now, clearly, clearly. Clearly, <laughs> Sheesh. Oh my I, I still got him with I still got him with Phoenix, man. It's not shade. Oh, man. It's not shade. It's not shade. It might not be shade, but this show is foolishness. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brothers. Let's get it. Let's get everybody's uh, with the babies to bed. Joe ain't gotta worry about that. It's all wrong. Tell Dana we apologize. Tell her don't worry. Right. Y'all can get me choked out in here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, <laughs> man. She's going to give you a tech. She's going to give you a tech. All six fouls. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a, when we get off of here, I'm going to send y'all a text message. 